Hey everybody, welcome to the Modern Flirting Podcast, the first uh, Modern Flirting Podcast and our big debut. Uh, I am going to be joined here with a Albert Destrade. He's a business owner, a dating coach, and was a runner-up on CBS's highest watch reality series of all time, Survivor. He received the least amount of votes possible, but his mother insists that he should have won. In addition to his work on the Juggernaut Survivor, Albert has appeared along with me on MTV's Made and also in Univision's Spanish language version of Good Morning America, Desperita America. I hope I said that right. Uh, Albert's work includes, but is not limited to, experienced professional dating coaching, playing collegiate athletics, and moonlighting as a stand-up comedian. Uh, one time, he almost got a single laugh. I was there. It was almost <laughs> funny. Uh, Albert is also the co-host of the brand new uh, podcast. Definitely you guys want to check this out. It's not polite to ask. Uh, debuting later this spring. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Albert Destrade here, and joining him is Brandon Shaw, a sandwich savant, a fitness fanatic, and a real estate investor and developer with Smoke Development Group. Now, for the guys who read my book, The Psychology of Modern Flirting, the reason I wanted this podcast to be so special and to start it off this way, if you read that book, you know my, my journey, lightly, of what I went through in the monkey jungle days. Well, this is it. This is the Monkey Jungle crew uh, back almost 10 years now uh, when we used to run around you know, here in Fort Lauderdale. We were a lot younger, a lot stupider, but, you know, damn it, we had, we had a shit ton of fun. So, guys, welcome to the first podcast. Happy to be here, man. Thanks for having us. Jerry, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. So, you know, we've, we've, got, we've known each other for uh, basically over a decade at this point. And I just, you know, I, I wanted to start this one off by kind of going into how much things have changed and what dating in 2020 is like. So not to mention how you awful with money. Yeah, dating with money. That's another good <laughs> thing. You know, being, being in your 30s has its, definitely has its pros, right? You're almost there, Brandon. Yeah, I think, uh, Jerry, I think, the, uh, I think the dating landscape has changed a lot since you and I first started back in the day. You got to remember when we kind of came into, quote, unquote, the game or community. Um, you know, in the early 2000s, um, I think the information that was out there on how to, you know, meet someone, start dating them, courtship, I think it was a very different world, right, Jared? You know, I think it was very different. And I think uh, technology has changed us. I think society, unfortunately, is kind of taking a negative step and it's less personal. Um, today, you can get away with not being as social of a person and still meeting someone, which I think is negative for society. And we'll probably yeah, get into that here a little bit. You know, you can be the guy who sits on a couch, doesn't do a whole lot, doesn't have, you know, the, you know, intestinal fortitude to get in there and go talk to somebody and you still meet a girl and vice versa. So I think that leads to a lot of uh, people matching with people and going on dates and things not working. So it's, it, there's a lot more transition, you know. It's very much just don't, don't tell me about it. Show me, especially with social media. Don't, don't tell me if you're successful. Don't try to wait until you find out if somebody has a job or not. It's go on their oh. social media, find out what they're doing. And, and if that doesn't match the the lifestyle that you're going for in a partner, then it's not really going to work out, unfortunately. So let's, let's go a uh, trip through memory lane here. Let's go back. You know, you know, Albert was talking about how we got into this. I mean, I got into this in 2006. Uh, Brent, I was Brent seven, a couple years. Oh, seven. Brandon, what were you? Oh, eight? Oh, nine? No, no, no. I, uh, I was taken, taken into oh. the house in 12, yeah. Okay, yeah. so you're, you're a little bit. Still okay, a rookie. So you still don't really rookie. know the old days. <laughs> no, no, no. It's still we, eight years. I mean, it's almost a decade. That's still no, that's we, weird, we but 2012 is still long. Started. We had cell phones when I started. It was, it was nice. 
Yeah, okay. So when I was doing this, we got a pen and paper and you had to pray, you got to bring a pen with you out. So let's, I want to start with this. I want to talk about dating back in the day because there was guys watching this who have no idea. They have no clue. Like this is pre texting really. This is pre big social media other than like MySpace. This is pre Snapchats and Bumbles and Tinder. I remember when Tinder first came out. And I'm going to see how this oh, works. Yeah. I called this shit. Well, actually, no. Wait, oh. wait. Albert, you introduced me. We were all sitting on the couch together. We were all sitting on the yeah, couch together. Yeah, I just like, covered it. This is going to be unbelievable. You did. I'll give you credit. Albert, you just... so, I, so for the guys watching this, I remember, you know, Online Diddy came out, but not Tinder. It was like, okay, Cupid, plenty of fish. And that, that came out. And I was like, this is amazing. And I was like, no, man, we developed cold approach for a reason. <laughs> we need to be going out. This is never going to catch on. How did that prediction pan out, Albert? It's, it's gotten worse. I got to tell you, it's gotten worse. <laughs> Uh, his brother got married to a, a lovely lady they met on Tinder. Um, a lot of relationships have blossomed. I want to say, Jared, you probably have better stats than him and I do, but I want to say more relationships start now online than offline. You can, you can corroborate that. Almost, almost 40%. 40 40% of relationships come from online. So almost half now, which – Eight years ago, when Brandon started, was like three percent. It was like absurd. It was like nothing. Oh yeah, it, it was. It was not like you had to make up the whole story. You had to like be like, oh no, we actually met at the grocery store and yeah. lie about it, and now it's social norm. It's yeah, oh yeah, we met like, on Bumble or Hinge. It's totally fine. So do you think in like ten years from now it's going to be weird if you didn't meet online? They're going to be like, wait a minute, you met in person? What the fuck? How did you oh, vet yeah. him without the social media? <laughs> yeah, we're going we're going a really negative direction that I think is going to really hurt us as a as a society. I'm scared for us. I'm nervous, <laughs> but it's the lay of the land now. Um, it doesn't help that people are afraid to get within six feet of each other right now. Right. So yeah, just just all apocalyptic warnings from yeah. Albert. Like we're all we're all doomed here. We're in trouble. We're in a lot of trouble. Have you know? Okay, so Albert, you're you know, you were one of the masters of of the strip cold approach in your time. I know you're in a relationship now, but you know when back when you were single. Have you been noticing a difference when approaching girls now in person versus back in the day? Oh yeah, I think, um, I think Jared, it's funny you mentioned it. I think societally, people are less comfortable with the idea of a stranger approaching you, initiating an interaction, and then potentially vibing with that person. You know what I'm saying? It used to be when you and I started, um, that was what separated the men and the boys, right? You could be the best looking guy in the world or not so great looking, but right. if you had the balls to go up to a girl and approach them and talk to them, that, that puts you one leg up in front of the competition. Yeah. Nowadays, that's kind of, it's kind of shifted a little bit where it's like these girls expect to meet people on the apps or on the dating sites. So when they meet someone in real life, it doesn't have that, that oomph. And additionally, I'll tell you this one. I think we've become ruder as, as a society. I find now where I see you and working with people and students, and I think people have lost that sense of, hey, this is a human being talking to me face to face. If I don't like the interaction, it used to be like 10 years ago, they'd be like, hey, I got to go. They'd make up an excuse, right, Jared? They'd be like, I got to go to the bathroom. I got to go do this. Well, now we got ghosted. We don't need an excuse. Yeah. Now they literally, girls are comfortable. You'll be talking to them. They'll just be like, and just like walk away without saying a word. Wow. That's like accepted, right? It's the swiping left or whichever the bad direction Maybe is. Maybe that's in person, real life. in person ghosting. It's yeah, like, yeah, you ghosting. can't see me. You can't. It's rude, but it's also more skeptical. I think that everybody wants to like go back home and Google you and verify that you're not a serial killer and go, oh, through, the whole, go through the whole social media process. Are they, so, so you guys think women are conscious of this or there's like, I need to, is that a really important thing for a girl? I want to, I want to ask a girl later on. I'm gonna I don't think vetting is question. a thing. No, 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 I 100% think vetting is a thing. I don't think it's a thing. No, no, somebody, I don't know. I'm, undecided. I'm undecided. I think it could be for some. And like, I definitely see some, because I, I know uh, like the girls like the Facebook creep. 
That will yeah. create yeah. guys on Facebook. So even every, every group has their detective in it that's going to be like, find this guy, find out what this guy did, how many years in prison did he spend. So, I don't so know how I get any dates then, because all I is for, <laughs> for our listeners at home, this is what I think you guys are going to enjoy here. We got three people with three different perspectives. I think Brandon puts a lot of weight into, you know, what would be called the value game, right? How much money does he make? What does he do for a living? What kind of car does he drive? So Brandon, those are the things that he thinks girls value. Unfortunately. I'm, I'm old Unfortunately. I'm old school community, right? I think that game and your social presence, your social status, how you present yourself as a man. Now, do I do the other stuff? Of course, but I think that that carries more weight. I think Jared's a blend of both. I, think I don't see why you have to choose one or the other. I, I, believe, yeah. I, I believe your dating life can be like a business. You know, you, you want to be attractive and you want to attract. And having looks, having, the date, having money, having lifestyle, it makes you an attractive product. Attracting sure. is like the salesmanship. How do you sell that product? How do you give off that vibe? I think you ideally we're just you getting both. away from We're just getting away from functionality and practicality. People don't care how you're going to actually be as a guy or as a boyfriend. It matters on how you're going to present to somebody's friends or how you're going to present online. It's, you know, in real estate, it's funny because we have uh, a couple different designs for like bathrooms and things like that. And we say, oh, it's not necessarily practical or functional, but it's very Instagrammable, right? Okay. The, the, yep. the couple wants to go and take a picture of the, the roses in the bathtub uh, with the big uh, top on You it. had me Instagram a picture of you like a couple days ago in the pool. So this is not just a girl thing. You have to. It's the, it's, 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 it's the Jared, world but that's that icky to me. That's product placement. <laughs> I get it. That's that's, it's the way it that's is. It's not though. genuine. You know what it Adapt is? Die. And you know Adapt what's funny? or die. You know what's funny? <laughs> Bring it all full circle. It's kind of a, a, a throwback to what we used to be taught when Jared and I first started, which was it's digital peacocking. You know, flash game. Oh, it was a mystery word. method flash game. Hey, look at this, right? So it is in a way, he's right. It is digital peacocking. I've never heard that term before, but I like that. Digital peacocking. Oh, yeah, it's digital peacocking. Humans are barracudas by nature, and they want to chase the shiny shit, unfortunately. Uh It might not necessarily be the best idea, but that's what they want to go after. All right, all right. So so I'm going to do a fun game here. I'm going to use Albert's old school with Brandon's new school, okay? So first one that comes to mind, I don't want you guys to overthink this and try to have the perfect thing, but uh, Albert, I want you to... Give us a story about the first girl that comes to mind back in the early 2000s that you remember cold approaching. And then Brandon, sometime in the last year, a girl that you met in the last year now, and give us a story there and we'll see how, they, how different they are. In what, in what aspect though? What, what are you talking about as far as it pertains to like the, the values or what are you talking about? Oh, like just a story of you pursuing a girl in the last year and then a girl, Albert, you pursued back in like 07. Okay, how about we start with a failure and a success, Jared? Sure. Failure and a success. So I'll give, I'll give you a, a success first, but it's, it's a comical success because it wasn't good. Okay. Uh, when I first started in game around 2007, 2008, right? What was everyone taught at the time? Well, we were taught opinion openers, right? You go up to yes. a group, you come, in, you come into them with a non-indirect uh, opener, right? Which didn't commute, so, so communicate, hey, this guy's here for anything. So I remember I would start off, me and my friends, uh, Mike Ryan and uh, this guy, John Partridge, and we would uh, go out and we'd run these opinion openers on girls. Now, here's the problem. We only knew the opinion openers. So we had to end up talking to groups of girls for 45 minutes or an hour about an opinion opener. Yeah. No transition, no like anything else. It that was, just, was a big flaw we, with we, it. We would, dissect, we would literally dissect like something as simple as, hey, this opinion opener for an hour. So I remember being in Coconut Grove doing an opinion opener. My buddy looks at me and he goes, all right, Al, what do we do next? And I look at him and I'm like, I got no fucking idea, man. Like, what, was, what, was your, what was your opinion opener for guys watching? Give him a... Uh, that old school opinion opener, if I remember from this particular story, was, uh, hey, my buddy's brother is yep. about to get married. Yep. 
Um, and his wife's kind of concerned, she's conservative, but he wants to have a stripper at the bachelor party. So should we allow him to have a stripper? Should we not allow him to have a stripper? We use that one, even I use that one, 250 times. Yeah, it's, an, it's old school. It's an old school fun one. But yeah, that, that was a success. I think it still works, though. I mean, people have bachelor party. That can absolutely still work. Oh, yeah. It, it, used, it was a success that shouldn't have been a success. I'll let, I'll let Brandon go here. And I'll give you a failure after. Oh, I'll give you a good failure. Uh, so I went out on a Success. couple different dates. Oh, no, I'm going to start with failure. Failure's way better. Okay. I went out on a couple different dates uh, with a girl who was friends with a, another girl who my buddy was dating, who I definitely believe is the number one way to meet people because it combines the old school of the cold approach, the new school of the meeting online, and it meets somewhere in the middle, right? Because you have that, that betting of that I'm not a murderer. It's already uh, pre-qualified that this person's not a psycho usually. Uh, so I went on a, a couple dates with this girl and decided to take her out and met up with a couple friends and got way too intoxicated and went with they the, uh, earlier in the day, earlier in the day, I went with the, uh, the, the digital peacocking, uh, like good photo with the gym or something like that, that I had sent to her and she really liked it, whatever. And then we ended up meeting later that night. And uh, unfortunately, while getting too intoxicated, I thought it was going to be a really good idea to send that same photo to a different girl and got caught by that girl and unfortunately got a drink thrown in my face and uh. her hand around my throat and that <laughs> ended the night. See, that could have happened back in the day. You don't have to worry about the wrong <laughs> picture text going through. I'm like, not sending a photo. No, you, you could. I don't think you. I literally don't think you could send a photo. You know, like I don't. No, you can put it. You can put a, a Polaroid in an envelope. And send it <laughs> the US mail. Yeah. Like yeah. Jesus, it's so that's. But yeah, uh, that's right. a definite example of something that couldn't have happened ten years ago. Okay, so all right, let's hear the failure of what. How did you, you fail that ten years ago, Albert? Give you a fun fail. Right, this all is right. a really good one. Not a lot of people know this one, so listeners out there, zip it up after you hear this. But. Uh, I was, I was, uh, as much as people think I'm this like, you know, people person, social butterfly guy, I had a little awkward phase and it wasn't that little, it was pretty big. And uh, this is about, I was just finishing up high school, I was about 18 years old. And uh, when I'd go to, I'd go to high school, me and my buddies would go to the malls, right? So we go to this mall in Miami called Sunset Place. We went to eat at this place, Johnny Rockets, right? Yeah. So I see this waitress who's serving us, who I thought was very cute. And all of a sudden I'm like, man, she's kind of flirting with me. I probably didn't realize that she works for tips, so she was just probably yeah, you're, nice. I'm like, you're going right for hard guns here. Yeah, but <laughs> at the time, I'm like, this girl loves me. So, you know, my buddies are kind of pumping me up. I'm like, man, I think I'm getting a vibe from this girl. And they're like, yeah, man, you should do something about it. At the time, I had no tools, no information. I didn't know anything to do. But I was kind of creative at heart, right? As much as I didn't have any game, I was creative. So I came up with an idea. And I figured it out. So okay. we, we, we pay the bill. We go outside. I, I, I tell my boys, like, guys, here's my plan. I'm going to leave my cell phone at the table, right? And then I'm going to go outside and have to come back to retrieve my phone. And that'll give me an opportunity to ask for the number, right? You know, and at the time I had, I was borrowing my grandmother's old school Nokia. The, remember the old phone, the brick that you would play snake on? Yeah. had the brick. Yeah. It actually had my grandmother's phone number taped on the back <laughs> in case you lost it. The real story, right? You're family so, oriented. We can spin that. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. 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 So I, uh, so anyway, I leave the phone there. We walk outside. My boys give me a, pump a pep talk. They're like, all right, boy, this, you're going to do it. You're going to go in there. You're going to crush it. I'm like, getting all psyched up. I'm like, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to crush it. So I walk back in 30 seconds after we left. And I'm like, Hey, uh, so sorry. Um, I, you know, I left my phone at this table and, uh, you know, anybody seen it? And the guy looks at me, he's like, there's no phones here. And then, like walks off and I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, no, hold on. I, I just left it at this table. Like, excuse me, miss. Did you see a phone? She's like, 
no, sorry. So I had to walk out oh. of the restaurant with no number, no phone, and explain to my grandmother how I lost her cell phone trying to get a number. That's, that's, and, and that was a big deal, but like we needed those phones. Like that was like a life kind of emergency thing. Oh, there was no find my iPhone. Yeah, I was screwed. Yeah, there's no apps for this. There's no like, you're just screwed. And it was, yeah. So, do, uh, so I guess now, Brent, your success? Uh, I'm gonna go with the modern success. I'm gonna go with kind of what I'm talking about. And again, I'm not a proponent of this, and I've recently gotten into the social media flaunting or the, what do what we call it? Wait, wait, wait. I already know you're, can we, can we share the Michelle story? That Which, is the success. Who's Michelle? Michelle uh, from Bumble, the one we both went on a date with? Yeah, that's Melissa. Oh, Melissa, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Well, Melissa, yeah. Michelle, they're okay. You can we, can we share this? Story? Yeah. That's, that's such a super creep story, but all right. It's hysterical. Okay, and this goes to my next thing, the role of technology, stuff that just didn't <laughs> happen, you know, back then that happens now. So for the, right, okay, you, so. You, you lead in and I'll finish all this. All right, so, so the thing with Melissa is, <laughs> oh I, I, I imagine this girl, Melissa, and oh. on, on Bumble. And Melissa, we hope you're, Melissa, we hope you're not watching. <laughs> don't, don't, yeah. <laughs> well, let's, just say, let's just say Michelle. We should have said Michelle. Yeah, Michelle. I was, that's yeah. what I meant. I was trying to do it, but you said Melissa. Oh, yeah, it's totally Michelle. Michelle. So, Michelle, uh, I, I think the jig's up, whatever. So, Melissa, um, I, I'm hitting it off with her. We're vibing fine. I decided to take her to, like, a, a cigar lounge and, uh, like, a, a group dinner, <laughs> my, my buddy's birthday, to a birthday party. And I'm like, you know what? This will be fun. We'll, we'll drink. We smoke cigars. She's like that more athletic type. She's got kind of like, you know, one of the bros. She can, she can hang. And I took her to a dinner. Uh, long story short, I've been on, I don't even know how many dates in my life. I'm very good indicator of what's a good date and a bad date at this point. And this was definitely a top-notch date of, you know, physical, emotional, uh, you know, all the chemistry was there. Everything kind of, you know, was working fine. We were busting each other's balls. Uh, it, it was all there. There's there good tension and whatnot. So when, and here's the thing, I don't mind what happened next. I hit her up and it started ghosting. And then I'm like, okay, that's weird. I did what I call like a zombie game text, which is try to get a girl to invest when she hasn't been before. And what I got was, hey, I just don't see this go more than a friendship. And I lost it, not because I gave a shit about uh, Melissa, but because I'm like, that didn't make sense to me. Right. And it really, like, it really bothered me. Like, why? Did, you know, this was a great day. What happened here? Did she see something about me online? Which, with my line of work, very possible. I was thinking like, oh God, is there something that's going to be messing up my spot here? And so I didn't know, you know, I was just like, this is so messed up. I needed to know that why. And also for everybody watching this, you know, it's important to have that data so you know what to do better next time. It's not about the girl, but my skill set. And if I'm doing things correctly or not, that matters a lot to me. So it's really important that I get that kind of information. So far enough... Yeah, so right here, go from here. All right, so I'm talking to Jared about this because he had told me he went on, on the date with the girl and he said it went really, really well. She was cool, she was cute, all these sorts of things. And then he tells me the story about how she kind of ghosted and then out of nowhere did the whole I just want to be friends then. And I go, oh, well, show me the girl or whatever. And uh, at the time I had deleted Hinge as I do periodically or whatever. Uh, and Jared shows me her on Hinge. And I go, oh, funny enough, I think I matched with that girl a few weeks back. She looks super familiar. She had a photo that was definitely distinguishing and, uh, and it stuck out. And, uh, and I was like, oh, I think I matched with her. And he goes, you have to download Hinge again and you have to see if you can rematch with her. I need feedback on what went wrong on this date because and, it's not and, adding up. And this is instant. This is not like we got to go to the same club and see if you can go. Like that would be unreal. Like that's like so much and like it could never happen back in the day. But no, now it's like, 
take, take out your pocket right here. Let's go. <laughs> Talk to her yeah. Right now. And, yeah. So funny enough, I did uh, happen to have matched with her. You guys go on a date and met up. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I happened to go. I happened to go on a. Uh, I happened to match with her and re reinitiated a conversation. And uh, Jarrett was like, "You have to figure out a way to get this girl in person and get me some feedback on what actually happened." Uh, so we ended up meeting up. And I casually kind of. So what did you do for your first date? Ah, it's not polite to ask. Starting this fall. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we. Uh, it's kind of important though because you can't meet. I'm not going to blow it up, but like you can't meet for the first time a girl like that. That's all another thing. Well, All right, Jared. It, it kind of relates back into. Uh, you got to be able to say this. This is a. It kind of relates back into current conditions. Uh, this was right when uh, the, the coronavirus oh, stuff was starting, and her uh, line. Yeah, this is. Well, I've done this many times. Okay, I'm just gonna blow up this body. I'm sorry, but like the first time you saw her, she came to your place. Yeah, you, yeah. It, it, it's like it's like Uber delivery. Are you kidding? So, Jared, like, so Jared here's here's what I tell you, right? And I think this is a good idea for our entire discussion here, right? Dating in 2020, and Jared is the master. He's number one, but even the master can learn a lesson. I think the lesson there was the disposable mindset that people have in dating nowadays. I think that today, you know, back in the day, it used to be like you met someone, it was like this is my small town, my small network. I have a good connection with that person. Yep. And then people would just be like, all right, let's just get married and yeah. spend 40 years together. Now it's These like my a girl can meet you, have a good time with you and still be like, the world is my oyster. What else is out there? Like, well, yeah, but, very- but, but on the other side of it, like it's, it's like Uber Eats. I take out my phone now. I, right. I talk to girls on Hinge or Bumble and like Brandon's kids, they just come right over to your place. Oh yeah. In, in like, this particular it, case, yeah, in this particular case, I didn't even suggest it. That's exactly like that's yeah. unreal. You could not do. You can't just have women for the first time ever meeting them showing up to your house. I think, like, that, I think that that is actually worse than the other thing because now it's terrible. It's terrible. she got lucky, right? Because Brandon is a very well-adjusted social person. Not, not he's, murderer. He's smart. He's funny. He's attractive. He's everything he presented himself with, but. Which goes back into the, which goes back into the digital peacock right. how I present myself with however she decided to stalk me right. because nobody's meeting up with somebody without obviously getting their social media. That can media go two it. ways. That can go both ways. What about the whole like catfishing and like you never know what you're gonna get. Right. I had oh, a yeah. bad <laughs> encounter that recently. A girl came by. And that's the biggest problem. Oh, yeah. It's like nowadays we are skipping a very important step step, which is that the organic litmus test. Meaning you're a person is supposed to meet another person's look eye to eye and feel whether there's chemistry, right, right. connection. Conversationally, so now what's happening is people are just meeting based on pictures and what a text. Which, it's why it's why which, these relationships are friggin' two weeks long instead of having some actual like foundation. Well, right. This was a theory of mine that the most attractive people are the most miserable sometimes in dating because they have too many options. Like the really ugly, disgusting. They sad all the time. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> really ugly, <laughs> disgusting people. Like 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 celebrity relationships. Like they're known. It's like a comical celebrity relationships always kind of break up and don't work because they both have insane amount of options. The people who appreciate each other who are just like, I can't get anything else, you're it for me. They ask, a lot of times they end up just like, well, this is it. But also I would argue that's also like kind of an ignorance is bliss thing versus coming from a place of options and going, you know what, I refuse to settle. But also realizing when you do, so here's how here, okay, so it makes sense of this. It's important to have options. It's important to know what you want and to make the best decision. But when you make that decision, it's equally important to fight for it tooth and nail and not get distracted by the next shiny object because there's always another shiny object. Right, and, and also, the- Jared, I think we're missing a lot in society is kind of, you just listen to this conversation. You got three people here who know a lot about dating, right? 
But what have we discussed? We discussed value, so digital peacocking. What we haven't discussed is similar interests, commonality, having a good vibe together. So I think people are dating and match each other because like, oh, he's got this car or she's got this look or he like does this activity or she like has this friend group where it should be like, hey, how do our, us two people as human beings oh, yeah. mesh and blend and what type of team are we gonna form? interact? Yeah. And that's, right. that's the problem is people are making relationship decisions based on photos and text as opposed to and connection and vibe and like it's super sad the way it's working out like i'm trying to adapt i'm recently you know single again and like my last instagram post i think was from 2018 and i ha actually had a girl when i didn't have instagram because i refused i was like i don't want to be a part of this i don't want to be distracted all the time and she verbatim a cute girl that i actually met out and she asked for my instagram and i said oh i don't have instagram and she verbatim goes are you a serial killer like it's so, it's just so not acceptable yeah. in today's society to not have it. I told him that. <laughs> yeah, and, and he literally told me it before, and I was like, no, no, like girls want to meet like an old school like knight in shining armor type that's gonna like hold the door and like I, I honestly, as, as young as I am, I'm not even thirty yet. I really think that I'm that old school type, and I'm having to adapt and like learn on the go with this so, with this type of uh, society. Let's tackle that. Let's let's talk to these guys about how to adapt. What do what do you you know guys are out there now in twenty? We can't go back. I mean. I kind of wish I longed for the good old glory days, oh, but yeah. we're, we're thought, in 2020. I thought my whole life was going to be based around where I'm going to get a napkin and a pen from because I'm going to have to You barely had that, okay? Like, don't, no. No, no, I never barely had, had that. that was, no, by the time I was a dating age, it was gone. I'm talking about, like, teen years when I'm, like, watching Boy Meets World and, and I'm watching the Wonder Years. Teen like, years, I didn't think I could date. Thing. Teen years, I was like, am I going to die a virgin or, like, what? I, was just, <laughs> <laughs> I really just was like, I didn't even fantasize. I was like, I had no, no outs. But we're in 2020. Eventually, people are watching this. It's gonna be like 2030. Like, who knows what's gonna happen? So today, right now, what are the best things guys can do? What are the best practices uh, that you guys are finding out there in order to date? How do we combat this? How do we make these well, connections? I still, and find think away, I still think it's doing your best to get away from the the, the digital dating and having the skill set that Albert has because you know. When you watch him just socialize, not even in like a, a dating direct kind of format, you watch him socialize, people's eyes get really big because people are not learning these social skills, dating aside, just social skills in order to interact. And, and you almost see like crowds starting to form because somebody's able to carry a conversation for more than a minute and a half. It, it's true. Like you end up seeing this like circle with Albert in the center or, or you know, when you go out with you in the center. And, and it's amazing because these people just don't have this skill set. So, I mean, I think that you have to have a standard baseline of how to appear on social media. To, it's such a norm now and avoid the, hey, why are you not on these platforms? What are you hiding things? But I think developing that in-person skill set is still the number one thing because it's going to set you aside. It's, you don't want to be a fish going with the stream. You want to be getting you know, away from the norm where you're never going to stand out. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, a, that's funny he mentioned that because my point, he mentioned a point about me. My point was about him, but. I agree with what he's saying, Jared. Um, I think that social norms and etiquette and being um, cool and classy is going out the window, right? I think people, since they're meeting digitally, are losing the ability to be a gentleman or be somebody who's thoughtful. Like, you just watch human beings. Like I said earlier, they're being rude, right? Like, you know, people come to my house and I'll have a get together and people don't bring anything. When I was growing up, if you didn't show up with something at a party, you're rude, right? But right. people don't think in those terms anymore. They're not like, oh, I have to bring something because that's, that's not how society is going. But my point was actually towards what he said earlier, which is don't just digitally peacock, but become that story you're presenting, right? Don't look flashy and like 
be out of shape, but find that one angle where you look strong and like yeah, show I got a bites nice in the ass. Like that's not gonna yeah. last forever. Yeah, don't show a nice car on Instagram and then they show up and you're driving a, a Ford a Pinto. Yeah, definitely like, don't don't do anything that you that you're not. Right. Sure. Strengthen my, my advice to me in day in twenty twenty would become become the package that's worthy of attracting the person you want to be with, right? So if you want a girl that's here in these capacities, you got to be above that. You got to be, you know, fit. You got to be successful. You have to like have your social life together. You have to have your living together, live in a good place. Um, you know, be an attract, make yourself for yourself the best package possible. If your if your goals are high, if you just want to meet a partner, anyone, sure. maybe don't try as hard. But if you know, for if, if the people like, you know, the guys here on this podcast, I think we all have pretty heightened. Um, goals for our lives so you have to you have to work hard to, to attain you know what's what's fair in return i still definitely try it when i'm when i'm doing the social media stuff like what albert's saying like a, you know taking a picture of a nice car and showing up in a, in a pinto i think it's all about presenting the best version of yourself but i still regardless of the, the flexing or whatever you want to call it that's going on i try to, to stay away from posting things that you can buy right i like wait, to wait, post so stuff, let's, uh, let's let's slow down so so let's yeah. just give brass tax here what can guys do to present themselves better on social media, let's say. That, that sounds like a common thing, you know, we're all agreement, we're, you know, you guys are talking on, we have to present ourselves best on social media, and then we also have to build, so it's two things. If I got it right, or pe uh, peacock, or digital peacocking, and then also actually having the skills for when you meet up, so that it's not, you're not, you know, like an idiot with it. Um, one, I'm curious, can you possibly build up those skills if all you do is online dating, if you're not actually going out and, Code approaching. Absolutely like, not. I, I haven't seen. I mean, but that's what's going to happen. People are going to be Listen, getting for less, me less. For me personally, Jarrett, and you can chime in on this. I didn't get good at dating and relationships until I got very, very good at all relationships with all people, genders, Same. and types. People think it's like I learned the skill to get that girl. It's like no, you learn that skill to be great with everyone. So the doorman and the janitor and the lady at the yep. gas station think that person's really friendly and social. That's how it's you're able to be, get then get whoever you're your desired target and Brandon made a great point today about social media. He said, uh, you know, a friend of his is liking all these photos of these girls, like oh, scantily yeah. clad. Oh, yeah. And it's like, dude, if you want to get, be respected on those mediums, you can't, you can't be a slime ball. You can't just be like, Oh, that girl. What, has a what should picture. they do? Like, what should they do and what should they not do? So like one, maybe like, don't start liking every oh, hot picture. Don't be commenting how beautiful she is. I see that a lot. Are, are you talking about, I thought about what guys, about I'm talking about the, the do's and don't do it. Of hey, here's what you should do. Here's what you should do, guys. It's, uh, it's 12 midnight, and uh, we got oh, a couple, we got, cold, we got, we got we a couple of cold beverages. So, guys, I just Oh, turned, happy, yes, we got Albert's birthday. Just turned I got a year my, older, guys. I got my wife. I'm glad you're with the boys, with my fam. But, oh. Happy birthday on the modern – our first birthday on the first podcast. <laughs> Cheers. Salute. Guys, Cheers. thank you for having us, man. My birthday. Thank you to Kat. Oh, cheers. Dropped a little bit. Sorry. Cheers. That's awesome. A little espresso martini action. <laughs> Stay classy. So, Keep it classy, guys. Happy birthday, man. Um, so, wait, so, so, so let's, let's just, I just want to get to brass tax here because I know guys are looking at this and they got a pen and paper. <laughs> Fuck that. They got, they got their cell phone. Let's be real. And they're, taking, and they're taking notes and they're going, all right, what do I do? All right. First, five, I, I want to give them. So, like, so, for instance, I'll start with some stuff that you should not do. You shouldn't go and like a girl's post from two months ago, right? Like show that you're creeping through a whole thing. And it's like, what the hell? Why was you looking that far back? Uh, you shouldn't be running comment on a girl posing in like a hot bikini picture and going gorgeous, Correct. beautiful. You're so hot. We da, da, da. 
they post posting something that's out of like what would normally be considered uh like shallowly attractive right so like a picture of her with her mom a picture of her like doing something adventurous a picture of her traveling i just matched with this girl so so i did like i did a sidestep i don't know if this is a thing i can keep doing i noticed on tinder a lot of times really attractive girls put their instagram and I notice that they're really attractive. They're, I might not match with them on Tinder because they're in- a little bit. That's that's a balance, right? Because everybody obviously has their phone available, so everybody, if they wanted to, could check Tinder. A lot of that, unfortunately, is girls trying to add to their Instagram followers. Right. Yep. So, so, so what I did here is I, I took the girl. So I'm like, I'll double dip. Maybe she matches me right. on Tinder. Maybe she doesn't. Right. But I'm, I'm gonna follow her on Instagram. In this case, she followed right. me back, and right. so I just messaged her on. Uh, on Instagram, I said, I think my opener was just going like, saw you on Tinder, but figured fuck chance. I'll take matters into my own hands, LOL. And then she liked that nice. message and goes, haha, very nice. Are you here visiting? And then we just started talking. But I'm like, fuck it. I bypassed this whole, this whole damn thing. And then when I looked at her profile on Instagram, bikini, 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 model foot, model foot, model foot. But then there was one thing of a dog and there was one thing of her with her mom. Those are the only two photos I like, the dog and the, and the one with the mom right. to avoid like, I'm just, trying to hook up and shit. Right. Yeah. So what are some other things guys can do with with social media? Like what does work? Social media has become such an oxymoron, right? Like every moment that you're really trying to be heavily in and say, wow, this is a beautiful moment. I don't want to ruin it. You have to ruin it with a, with a photo or a a Snapchat or a story or whatever it might be. uh, Unfortunately. And it's all about the lifestyle stuff, right? Uh, Traveling, doing things that are physically fit, being active, being adventurous, doing things that are outside of the norm. But, but let's say, uh, let's say you, you can't you, fake. Things that you can't fake is a good thing. Okay. Let's say you have your Instagram and Facebook as good as possible. And you see an attractive girl online now, you know, mm-hmm. or, or Tinder or whatever. Like, what's the best what's the messages? Best what's the best, you know, practices? Okay, my, my advice would be very simple. Um, from our standpoint as a man, I think don't overpost if you post 15 consecutive stories, right. you look like a teenage girl. Now, if you're 19 and you're watching this, maybe that works. But yeah. if you're in your you know, mid to late 20s, early 30s, late 30s, um, I think it's, I think subcommunicating that you're a man and you're not spending your whole life on uh, social media, I think is powerful. Um, I think it, you have to be mindful of just um, when and when you do send messages. Uh, for me, for instance, I work at night, right? So in, in theory, if I was single and messaging a girl, I can't come home and mess you at 3.30 in the morning right. when I've come home from work, even though that's my schedule. You know, that oftentimes I, I can seem a little think, bit, yeah. oftentimes I can seem a little bit off. Um, Definitely so, based messaging off of a nine to five schedule. So shouldn't be messaging somebody in the middle of the day because that shows that you're probably not a very productive person in your work life. And then you don't want to be messaging people too late at night for the same reason. Uh, also the, the creeping factor that late at night when you're scrolling through. But now so what happens if a girl likes your message or what, what if a girl likes one of your photos or you see some activity from a girl, you get a match on Tinder late at night or something like, do, are we allowed to break the rules now? If it's late at night, I'm going to definitely carry it to the next day and be the productive person that I am and, and go into the, the next day as I would my work day. If it's a weekend, it's definitely different, right? If I get a message from somebody at one o'clock at night on a Friday or whatever it might be, then yeah, sure. Maybe I'll, I'll message them. But if it's like, a Wednesday at midnight, like I'm definitely going to respond to that person yeah. lunchtime the next. Well, day. here's the thing. Let's we're all we're all big boys here. Let's call a spade a spade, right? There's generally a couple different avenues of interest that a gentleman like ourselves 
might be interested in a young lady, right? And for a lot of the uh, viewers at home here, a lot of guys are either in that point of their life where they're looking to get in a relationship, be serious, and look for somebody to settle down. I think Brandon's apply, uh, advice yeah. there applies to those scenarios. I'm in that boat. But I also think that there's some people that are looking for, you know, they're young, they're single, they don't have kids or anything. It's, it's a hookup act. Them. Some girls are on here to hook up just like guys are. Like it's, some, guys, some guys are there to hook up and some girls yeah. are there to hook up. So I think, I think the lens and the approach you take is specific to what your desired outcome is. I, him and I, I had definitely this, had a different approach when I was in my early 20s. Now that I'm in my late 20s, it's definitely different. Him and I had, him and I had an argument the other day about a certain, you know, a situation. And I was wondering, I was like, hey, what's your approach with this young lady? Are you trying to date her seriously oh, yeah. or is it trying to be a fun thing? Because right. depending on which avenue, you have to take a different route. There's one specific route for one way and one specific route for the other way. Okay, let me ask you this. If, if you go the hookup route, can you change it to relationship? Um, I think yes, it's, yes but yes. it's not optimal. No, no, I think yes. I think you can go hookup to relationship, but you can't go relationship to hookup. Ooh, that's interesting. I remember you, Jamie. Albert, do you remember Jamie? This might be before Brand's time. Do you remember Jamie, blonde lawyer, big boobs? Yes. She came to hook up with us. She became a coach later on. No, no, no. no. Jamie, it's a different Jamie. The Jamie here in Fort Lauderdale, blonde, boobs. We got we did hookah together a bunch. She was a lawyer. Anyway, I went to Blue Martini on like oh a yeah, Sunday I remember. Night. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I went to Blue Mar Well, I went to Blue Martini like on a Sunday. I'll send you a picture. I think you'll remember. But um, on like on a Sunday night, and it was dead. There was nobody there. And I ended up being like, well, she's here. She's the only, like, the only attractive girl in the whole bar because there's like 10 people here. And in the long story short, I brought her home and we hooked up that night. I remember her like, this is back when I lived with my parents. So I remember her like creeping out of my bedroom when I was with my parents. And I was like, no, what are you doing? Come on, I'll grab breakfast with you. She's like, well, I, it, was just, it was very much just a you know, one night stand hookup type situation, right? I ended up dating that girl for six months. So that's like, to me, I was like, okay, we could turn a hookup and it can turn into this dating thing. But that's interesting where you go, hey, I'm pursuing you romantically. And then it's like, actually, yeah, let's just hook up and keep it chill. I, yeah, I don't I, much I, I don't, on that. Yeah, I don't, think that it, I don't think that it works. I think girls respond well to, you know, decent-sized uh, increases in commitment, but do not respond well to, you know, decent-sized decreases in commitment where they're going from going on dinner dates or, you know, hanging around your friends or whatever it might be to, only getting texts at midnight or trying to hang out just, you know, one Sunday afternoon or whatever it might be that, that's not going to respond too well. I think, I think as a society, Jared, we're all getting shorter and shorter attention spans, right? Oh, it's yeah. like, how long am I talking to this person? How long am I doing this activity? Everyone's like, oh, yeah. the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. So that whole long courtship of, of yesteryear, I think is going by the wayside. And the girls are doing it too. The girls are doing it too. I had a girl that I was trying, I tried to take her out to dinner three different times. And she kept insisting on just meeting at a bar and hanging with her friends. Well, and I was no. just like, here's the, this, this here's the reality. Jer uh, Brandon told me the other day, one of our friends who's a, um, a first to respond professional told him that she joined a dating site. And within how long? Oh yeah. She said within, within a week, she had like a thousand matches, a thousand guys, Jared, literally saying I want, so they haven't for right now as a girl, there's an overabundance of available guys. Why? You know why? Because it's digital. So the guy doesn't have to physically walk up to a girl, get rejected in real life, and turn around. He can just yeah, swipe easy. one direction. If it doesn't work out for him, no harm, no foul, oh, right? There's, there's so the all these guys with no, let's just call it, balls, don't have the courage to go up to girls in real life. So they hide behind the apps, and then this is what happens. Well, these girls step, get inundated. They get inundated. They take it a step further with uh, editing photos or, like we just talked about, like 
taking pictures of the BMW when you're actually showing up in the Ford Pinto. Like people are doing the fake it and hope that they get lucky. So what um what's what do some guys do right now when it comes online? Like what's what do you have any good messages or openers for guys online? And how soon should it go offline? And then if they are meeting girls in real life, what's the best you know? The, the best that. thing that, that I've noticed is uh, situational commenting on Instagram stories, right? Obviously, like we just discussed, nothing like where the girl's in a bikini or she's doing something like overtly sexual, uh, commenting when she's doing something that more defines who she is, right? Sure. You know, walking her dog at the farmer's market, like posting a picture of like uh, a nice restaurant or whatever it might be and going with some sort of commentary if she's posting a restaurant oh never tried there what did you have uh oh i've been there you should make sure you try such and such next time uh if she's at the farmer's market oh what day is the farmer's market or what, what hours is it something something that you're genuinely interested in and you think that she's genuinely interested in not something that's based on her looks or, or whatever it might be something that's a little bit deeper yeah there, i have a comment about that and i have something to add i think what he said is very sharp and i like it here's the problem with it Instagram, I think we all agree, is probably the best modern medium to communicate with new girls now. Yeah. Here's the problem. Instagram's kind of shifted towards a story-heavy uh, platform, where it used to be you would post a thing, right, and you could comment on it, they post a photo. Now it's like these stories. That's what I said, on a story. But here's the problem with the stories. When you comment on a story as a guy, how do they, how do they receive that comment? It's received as a DM. So it's now become more personal, and I think that – that creates an extra line of barrier where it used to be they would post something, you could write a funny comment, and they'd just see that and be like, oh, that's cool. Now it's like they have to open a DM to read it. So I think that's added, added an extra layer of security and extra barrier, which- uh, But it says, re it says reply to your story. It doesn't just say you got a message. It says Brandon replied. Right, but they have to open it. They have to. They, but there's oh, no wait, so wait, Albert, so do you have a better way then? What's another style? Oh, I got nothing. No, no. I, 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 <laughs> No, right. I, I think he's just saying it's unfortunate that it is that yeah. way, but it's the only way. I, I feel like Albert's message is everything we're doomed. It's apocalypse here. They're killing us. Yeah. No, no. I just, I, I think that's a, it's a tough medium, but it, it's necessary because like we said, otherwise it's just getting flooded. I, I know that people do the same thing with Snapchat and that's something that I just refuse to participate in. I, I just, I can't do it. I don't have Facebook anymore. I don't have Snapchat anymore. I caved with Instagram. I, I used to love I feel like I should get back with Snapchat because I remember snapping was so much better than texting because you could see when she read it, it was gone, and then you could like you it was okay to respond with a video and it was like totally fine, it was normal. Same like, thing with Instagram though, you can see when they read it. Yeah, but Snapchat, I think it's I think it's unfortunate that it disappears too. It's like, dude, you don't know if you like, can save it. You can save it. You can save it. Yeah. To each their own though, but like Instagram is my compromise because I know that all those things mess with my productivity. I do get to promote my business, so it is a little bit productive at times if I post real estate specific stuff, but I, I have to draw the line somewhere. I can't be I, I, I never promote my business. And if you want to learn more about how I don't promote my business, follow <laughs> me at, at Jared underscore psych underscore Lawrence on Instagram and modern Jared on Facebook. And you'll see all the ways I do not promote the business. But you know, so these are the only things I give you advice, Jared, about that. The only piece of advice I would give you is don't draw these conversations endlessly. Be in control of the start and finish. Right. Ideally, the finish, but hopefully she can start sometimes. But, you know, don't just have an Instagram conversation back and forth and leave her on where she reads your last thing and doesn't get a response. Try to pick a high point in it and then end on your own terms. Hey, I got to go to the gym. Hey, I got to go to work. Hey, I'm about to grab a bite to eat. And so, that's, 
You know, what he's saying is, is approach the digital game to a degree of how you would in person, right? You have to transition and you have to have an end goal of how you're going to go through it, whether it be, hey, I'm going to just use this as like an introduction to get to know this girl better, or is this going to be the conversation where I'm going to add? Right, because because eventually right. you want to you want right. to shift them from that medium to a text message to a phone call to an in-person on the, on the dating apps, do you, like even have, do you have to do, do you have to move to text message from Instagram, or can you plan date right there? You, you can, can plan stay on Instagram. No, you can, but here's here's my you just advice. Can't stay on the dating. Apps. I like being different. I feel like the herd is all zigging, so we should yes. zag away, right? That's fair. When everyone's going one direction, it's sharp to do that and then take it your own direction because now you become unique. You've separated yourself from the herd. You're like this, Albert. This is something something I've noticed and found is women are starting to like the the FaceTiming and the calls more and not right. just be so much texting. It used to be like, if you called, a girl would scream and throw her phone. I think now that it's gotten so disconnected that they're like, I want a guy to just, like, that's the approach. That's the ball. No, it's like, can this guy actually call me? What they say on the dating apps is girls say, I don't want to be pen pals. So at least the FaceTiming adds a humanistic factor to but the, they didn't used to like that. Like five years ago, five, three years ago, we were against it. Here's something important for the viewers so you guys don't get confused and misapply concepts. I think it's a sliding scale depending on age bracket, right? So if you're talking about a 19 to 21 year old girl, your communication with her is going to be very different than a 30 to 33 year old girl, right? Mm -hmm. So the 19 to 21 year old girls, they are, in my impression, I don't talk to them that often, um, but in my impression, they're still going to be more receptive to the longer back and forth, the short messaging, stuff like that. They're just, they're just more, they're on their phone more often. I think a 30, depending on your age watching the show and who, what you're interested in, um, I think the 28, 30, 31, 32 year old woman is more adult and is quicker and knows herself a little well, bit she better. She grew up with a different time. She grew up with the napkin era. She grew up with the napkin era. So I think it's easier to transition into those things. Whereas a 19 year old girl, if you're like, I'm going to call you, might be like, what's a phone call? <laughs> like, she's not going to process that medium as well. And that's an important, an important piece of advice right there as well. And I remember me early starting, I FaceTimed a girl and I didn't really have any uh, context prior. I just kind of went for it because I was like, I'm going to be different and I'm going to FaceTime this girl. Right. And Albert was like, you need to make sure she's in a place where she can receive a FaceTime call. She might be at work. She might be with her friends. So definitely doing like the, the pretext before you FaceTime of, Hey, like, what are you up to or whatever? And if she says, I'm in the middle of spin class, which obviously she wouldn't be responding to, but you get the idea. If she's in the middle of doing something active or she's with her friends where she's not going to want to, you know, be on her phone. It's definitely not a good time to rip off a FaceTime. You're just asking to get denied there. The last piece I want to I say before I move on to the, the, the final topic here is something else I've known that makes technology work in our favor. If I got a girl not responding that much on text or going cold on text, I can it's move to WhatsApp and then yeah. magically she's super responsive. Same girl, it's still texting, but now because it's on WhatsApp and it's not the other team. Yeah, because she yeah. can't control the red. And then all of a sudden, like, now if she's not responding on WhatsApp, instead of me doing, like, triple texting and being like, oh, I moved to Snapchat, boom, now she's responsive again. It's, it's stupid how that works, but... It's so like, funny, it's, and it's, you're, it's, you're 100% accurate. That's, I, that's a tried-and-true method. I got to tell you, this, is, this delineates our differences, so it makes this art form beautiful, right? It's different strokes for different folks. You look at that as, like, I just did something successful from another medium. I look at it as like, it's fucking annoying. Like what a shitty person that you're going to answer in one thing and not the other thing. You're like, it's, you're like, it's crazy. I, I'm trying to think of, do we have technology bias? Like would, would I fall for that in some way of like, oh, well, the girl's talking this thing. Same girl, but no, I, I just. I'm on Albert's page there and maybe I'm contributing to the problem of the like, okay, there's an abundance of people, but 
when I'm seeing that, I'm, I'm on Albert's side there. It, it's annoying, and I don't want to play games. Yeah. You know, I, I have old man syndrome at 29. Like, I, I'm too old for that. Like, well, for the guys who want to play games, super. I, at the end of the day, what I like to tell my guys when I, what I teach is I have two criteria. Is it beneficial? Is it effective? So if it works, it works. If you guys want to do but at the same time, too, if you're just like, ah, screw that. She's not worth my time. I got too many other options. Then we, it. We, might be, we might be past the point of if it works or not. We want it to work the way we want it to work. That's true, too. But again, yeah. I'm, I'm, this is for people yeah. of all different levels. Yeah, and, and my thing is a whole, it's a whole metal, meta game, right? Because to me, it's always like I'm the prize. So I'm evaluating. I'm always the evaluator. I'm never being evaluated. Because remember, we talked about earlier, you right. set yourself up to be a valuable guy. Right. So now you're just looking through the value evaluator lens. Are you meeting my standards? Not am I meeting your standards? My I am the standard. Right. That's that's the mental game that I play with myself. So when I see something like that, I look at it. I give it a negative red for, for bad behaviors. Kind of way. So the last thing I want to talk because we're going to be running out of time soon. We're pretty much almost already out of time. But uh, final thing here. What do you feel the future is going to bring? Where are we heading? with all of this, what, forget 2020, let's talk about 2030, 2040. Like, where is this going? Uh, Predictions. I, I, where, where do I think it's going or where do I hope it's going? Think it's going, like realistically, where do we think it's going? I'll start off, so I'll give him a second to think here. I got bad news for you guys. I think it's only- <laughs> Really, it's only you, you have bad get, news about dating <laughs> I think it's only gonna get more tech heavy. So it's good news and bad news. There's gonna I, be virtual dates. I think, we, I think we're gonna look at the old, when I say old school, I mean like the early 2000s mystery method format of opening and, and doing that in a live setting. The way we look now at like the 1930s, like 1940, came back from World War II, writing her letters in courtship. We're gonna look at it that old school. I think it's gonna be, people are gonna be meeting this way on Zoom or some kind of new technology. They're gonna be meeting through, there's gonna be a fucking hologram where you have a date. But I think the person walking up to a stranger in a bar and in engaging them is going to become less and less prevalent. Technology has become more and more prevalent. And I think it's going to be because of laziness, not just lack of skill set. I think that the lack of skill set is there just as far as human to human uh, communication. We're definitely heading on a downward trend there. But I think that it's laziness because, and, and I see it especially from the girls' perspective. You know, I have female friends that I, I talk to about it, and they're like, I'm going to get dressed up, I'm going to do my hair and do my makeup. And I'm going to go meet up with this guy and I'm probably going to know this is female perspective in 10 to 15 minutes, whether I want this conversation or, or this relationship to continue. And I got to sit there with this guy for an hour or an hour and a half. Whereas if they do some sort of dating in this format, they don't even have to get off the couch. And if they instantly don't have a connection, they can pretty much say goodbye without having a lot of consequences or, or feeling too bad because it's just a screen. Oh, Brandon, no, I, I got to hand it to you though. You're like, the, the, mode, the medium of online dating is so much more efficient, right? I've, of course. I've, I've, seen that. I've seen that before when I, like, years ago when I was on it, girls would be like, I don't have time to go out and meet guys in bars. And I understand that. A girl doesn't want to sit at a bar and hope that a guy comes up of the, whatever, 10, 15, 20 yeah. single guys that might approach her that night if she's lucky, where they can swipe throughout hundreds of guys very quickly and, and, and get those numbers in. It's, it's way more efficient. I get that part. Connection sure. is never going to be efficient. So we can go to all these routes and maybe we'll just have marriages and relationships with a lower level of connection. But I don't think that you can have efficient connection. So I think that we're going to have a higher divorce rate or a That's higher. Deep. That was deep. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to sound too cheesy, but I mean, connection is never going to be efficient. You, you have your whole comfort building scale and your whole connection scale and you know, the, the way to develop it and development is the key and you can't rush it. You have to go through it and you have to get 
deep and, and it's just going to become thinner levels of connection in these relationships. So I got my prediction on this. I've been thinking about this, uh, you know, for, for, for a little bit. I want to see what you guys think on this. And I'm, I'm using this prediction based on tons of uh, different factors. And I, I want to really explain my reasoning. So you can tell, you know, tell me if there's a hole in this or not, okay? And it's kind of like Black Mirror shit, all right? <laughs> um, basically, look, 200 years ago, courtship, like you had to have a guy holding an umbrella as you walk out a girl with a date and everything like super clothed and every, you know, like you had to woo a girl over and really go out of your way to it, okay? And so it's getting less and less FaceTime. It's getting more, like less and less attention, more quick, more now, more efficiency over, over quality, really, right? And as technology goes, it's, you know, we're, we're living in an age where there's no reason to leave the house. We're having our food delivered to us from any restaurant we want. Uh, we're in a day right, age right now with this whole, you know, guys watching this, we're in this, uh, the corona pandemic. Who knows how this goes? Hopefully there's still a world after this. But, um, you know, we're, we're in an age right now where the idea of brick and mortar stores are, I believe, are going to become a thing of the past. Everything's just shipped to you. You need stuff, here it is. You need food, here it is. You need girl here it is, right? And that's what I was talking about, but like, it's just pull out a nap. So in the future where I see this kind of going is the society is getting more and more towards stop leaving the house, stay home, stay home, stay home. Whether that's a big shadow government thing or not, I don't know, just to nullify the people, who knows? But it's definitely the way we're going. Stop leaving the house. Play video games online with your friends. Everything's just, everything just don't leave the house, right? So with dating, well, you're going to have... Good. All right. So my, my prediction when Good. it comes to the dating is going to be, there's going to be like contact lenses, smart lens, where we're going to be able to like do stuff online. And we're going to have these virtual dates where the norm is going to be yeah. meet a girl online, woo her or date, you're dating her will be just hang out with me as I do my shit at my house. And you're at your house and I can see you, but hologram or not, it's just a virtual date. And the only time you get in person is when it's time either for sex or relationship. I think it's going to be like, yes. wait a minute, I'm not meeting up with you unless I'm ready to go and I'm really, really serious for you. I actually think that the so whole coronavirus thing could have some positive effects. I mean, in any you know stressful situation, there's the fight or flight. So I actually think that out of this, with all these people cooped up in their houses, there might be a new appreciation for socialization. And you might have a good chunk of people who are going to really appreciate the socializing, I know that I can be a big homebody and I'm dying and missing socializing and I'm, you know, doing the whole, you know, life is short thing and when, when this is all over, I'm going to get out there and be social and, and, and grow my social circle Hopefully, and all of that. And then obviously you're going to have, yeah, you're going to have the people that go down the trajectory of I'm never leaving the house and if I do, I'm wearing a, a mask or full body armor and, and you're going to have the people who freak out. But I do think that out of this, you might get a whole, you know, group of people who are going to have the appreciation and the life is short thing and, and get out there and socialize more. You know, hopefully they have an appreciation. But that's it. not the truth. Yeah. I mean, but guys, the people in the fifties or like everybody was out of the house. Everybody was doing stuff. You, Jared, you can never Jared, stay in the house. My, my, my heart hopes he's right. My but brain, my brain yeah. thinks you're right. My brain thinks you're right. That's I mean, I just, I, but again, I'm a certified homebody. Like it, you, you, you know, I just know like you guys used to have to fight to get me out of the house. And even I'm like, I'm going to fucking go out and I'm going to socialize and I'm going to do it. Like when this is all over, because you don't know when the next time you're gonna get freaking locked. It'll down still be there, but the creep factor is gonna. It's, if if you leave the house, it ha it's, I think it's gonna turn into. I've seen this. Here's the thing. I, I've, of the three of us, I like. I'm, let's be real. I'm the most well traveled. I've already seen this when I went to Stockholm, Sweden. All right, 
the way there, I, I see that as a future of clubs. And it's, Albert, it's not pretty. You, you go there and it's, it's islands. It's circles of people. And there's wide space. So in America, you know, everybody's like moving around. It's like a mosh pit. People are going this way, going that way. In Sweden, it's just a circle and then a circle here and then a circle. And it's just their friends. And if you go up and talk to them, it's like, what the hell is happening? Why are you this stranger? It's, it's like going up to somebody in like, like a grocery store. Like, what are you doing? You know, or, or like, like just a place where like nobody really does approaches that much. Right? Or like a parking lot. It's like, we're showing my friends. Who, like, what do you do? Like, why are you coming up to us? It, it's weird, right? So I see if we're going out and socializing, it's going to be kind of with friends. If women want to date, they're like, I've got a million options online. I can vet them. I can screen them. What kind of rando are you? You could be a serial killer. I'm meeting you in person. Like, yeah. I'm worried. I'm, I'm honestly worried about that. I'll, I'll, Everything's I'll, all about efficiency and keeping us in our house. You know, it's funny. Hope for the best. For, expect the worst. It used to be back in the day, just to bring it back all full circle, Jerry, you'll remember this. Back in the day, when we go out with the, with the pen and the napkin, the whole thing, you get a number, right? One of the first questions your wing would always ask you, and you can remember this, was, was it a solid number or was it a – I forget what – was that? Was it wood? It was, was just it nothing. Wood? Paper, yeah. Yeah, because, like, if you met a girl too quickly, it was like wood. It was like right. not – it didn't mean it's something. But if you spent time, you went to a couple of different places, right. you had, like, a genuine connection, you, and you set up a day too, that's a solid number. That's still yeah. true today. I tell you guys, you know, in my traction ladder, I tell people you need to make a connection before planning the date and getting her number. And that's later on. Like, I don't believe in just trying to get a number really, really fast. It's important to take it to that level because that's definitely a way that the, the digital, the uh, digital uh, or social media, excuse me, has changed. And Albert and I were talking about this the other day of it's maybe more important to get a girl's Instagram than it is her phone number. Because if you have that thin number or that thin connection and it's just like a moment in passing, you can actually develop it through social media instead of having to do all of it in person and then do it to the number where it's what, like, what if you have a bad instagram thing? what if you don't have that, that lifestyle what if you don't have the good pictures and you don't have all the friends to do like even if you don't adapt or die adapt or die again adapt or die so if you're listening to this and you're you know taking your classes and you're and you're going through the the modern floating program you should never have a bad instagram right because you have everything at your disposal you have you and your team at your disposal you should never ever have a bad instagram but let's say you do you know, at least you're still having the opportunity for that digital FaceTime of, you know, watching her, her post stories and having an opportunity to comment or whatever it might be and get that interaction through there, you know, in her safe place instead of, again, you know, texting somebody after you got the thin number and it's like, who is this person? I don't even remember them. And they're texting me directly, which is very, very personal. Yeah. It, used to be, it used to be a phone call was, was very uh, personal and the text was a little bit separate. Now it's like the Instagram's like, yeah. everything's moving this way. You know what I'm saying? Well, there's, more, yeah. there's more stages to get through. It's, we're we're it's, all playing Mario. The Princess Peach is getting farther away. It's brutal. I mean, I don't really, I'm a kind of with Albert. I've missed the old days. I'm, I'm adapting to it. I'm doing, you know, doing what we can. And, and I just, from a, Jared, from a, from a, um, from a just philosophical standpoint, I think society's worse off this way, right? Because I think that from like a, almost like Darwinian way, it's like not survival of the fittest anymore. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just like safer. It's like survival of the prettiest. It's not like <laughs> it's not who who actually has like survival that, that nurturing because like you know what, what what's attracted to a woman right? They want to be safe. They want to be secure. They want to be comfortable. Like you can't you can't convey that via pictures. I mean, sort of, I guess, but not really, right? You can't tell if a guy's creepy or not. The guy can look very good in a picture and be a complete creep. Yeah. And that's 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 what's really that's what makes me feel bad for women nowadays. 
because they just have to blindly date these guys that are just horrific. Uh, oh, yeah, they're, get, they're getting a more untested product. They're getting people who don't know how to act in social situations because they're not in as many social situations. So they're basing it Sorry, off one, one quick interaction and then a whole lot of talking via Instagram or whatever it might be and assuming that that conversation is enough to you know, figure out how they're going to be in their social life and it's just not adding up. And we used to get, Jerry, like you said, with your dating story with uh, Melissa, Michelle, whatever you want to call her, we used to get a lot of feedback in, in fields, quote unquote, right? So you go out there, you talk yeah, to girls. nothing. <laughs> now no. you, you do something wrong and she'd be like, leave you. She'd be like, oh shit, that was a mistake probably on my end. What did I do? And you'd go over it. Now it's like, you can, you can get ghosted yeah. when you're talking, but it's like, oh, she sucks. She ghosted me. It's not That's what it the is. biggest crime. The, not getting the feedback. To me, that is the biggest crime because how do you, how do you oh, learn? On the how dating do we... apps especially, you'll say one thing wrong and that's it. It's done. And ghost. And ghost. And you're like, yeah. but what was that one thing wrong? Why? Did she get a boyfriend? Did something else happen? Like, what the hell happened there? So, right. She could have been talking to four other guys and started dating one and you didn't do anything wrong. More, so, more all right. 40, but yeah. Just for time purposes here, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, final thoughts, you guys, on dating in 2020. Uh, it's rough out there. <laughs> okay. Uh, Albert. <laughs> be, be, be nice and receive nice. Um, I think it's really um, understand uh, what you're looking for, who you're looking for as a person, not as a like physical shape, right? Who are you looking for and how can you and that person coincide and link up and get on the same page, right? So if, if you are 26 years old, you're watching this, you want to meet a girl and your interests are, you know, cars, um, you know, fishing and um, I don't know, like scary movies. How can you present yourself? Try to find people in that world. There's the beauty is there's a Facebook group for everyone now, right? There's um, you can join all these different online groups and try to really pair yourself. The 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 number of options has expanded for everyone. Everyone, ten years ago, a guy who couldn't meet a girl now has access to tens of thousands on their phone. Yep. Use that wisely. Use that in a specific and pointed direction. And my last thing would just be this. Don't be dismissive of someone just because what's the next best thing. Give people and human beings a chance, a genuine chance, right? Just because you're dating a girl and there's a, 10 other girls on your Instagram that might be hotter, it doesn't mean you have to try to like discard that and have this disposable mindset. Give people and organic chances and try to make real bonds with human beings and good things can happen. I love that. And we need to make some more real bonds. I'm, I miss those days. So for the guys who are watching this, who want, you know, if you guys want help, if you guys want a plan or a process, I give out free stuff all the time. I urge you to check out some of my content. You can find me on Instagram uh, at Jared underscore psych underscore Lawrence, uh, especially on Facebook, uh, Modern Jared. You can find me on there. If you go to my website, www.modernflirting.com. You can get my book, uh, The Psychology of Modern Flirting. You know, check that out. So I'm trying to give you guys the resources so you can survive through the 20s now. The, you know, we had the roaring 20s, we got the tech 20s, so the efficient uh, 20s. But we, the point is, yes, not going so well. We miss the old days. We can't go back, though. We can only go forward. And if you're going to survive this dating playing field where women have a million different options, you need to arm yourself the best way possible. So... I want to help you. You know, it's all there. Come check out the website. Follow me on social media. Until then, do the best you can to up your social media presence and to survive this maybe post-apocalyptic world we'll <laughs> after this uh, Corona thing. But anyway, I want to thank you, Albert. I want to thank you, Brandon, for coming on for the first ever 
Modern Flirting Podcast. And Anybody? big happy birthday to the big guy here uh, celebrating his 55th birthday. All right. Take Fuck care. you, 35. <laughs> Take care. <laughs>